the time is 4.02. You're tuned to Katie and Kay, and it's Thursday. Time for another edition of Everything Under the Sun. There's a fresh newspaper waiting for you in a yellow box called the Socra Sun. And it is the solstice, so happy solstice to everybody as well. Uh, this is Raleigh Burley hosting today's show. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about... A project called the Human Library that will be brought to the Carbondale Library on January 28th, thanks to the Garfield County Library District and age-friendly Carbondale. Uh, joining me today, we have Frank Scambati. Hi, yep. Frank. Hi. <laughs> and we also have Alex Garcia Bernal. Hello. Thank you. And so Alex uh, is the events and education manager at the library, and Frank is a dedicated member of what was CAFKI and right. changed to age-friendly Carbondale. Yep. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I don't know how to pronounce this in Danish, but I did want to include the Danish word in the article, something like menisque. Bibliothekiket. <laughs> We're going to say that's good. Yeah, no, Something that, like that. That sounds about right. Anybody who speaks Danish and wants to correct us, feel free to give us a call. Um, but tell us a little bit, what is a human library? Uh, maybe you could jump in, Frank, with just the basic description of this. Sure. Um, actually, it starts probably about two years ago in terms of my involvement or finding out about the human library. And I was talking with a friend was Nikki, mm -hmm. and she had mentioned the Human Library, and I was really interested, and I looked it up on the web, and I thought, wow, wouldn't this be incredible to bring this to Carbondale? And so we approached the library, and hence we were hooked up with uh, Alex, and the library was very interested. And basically, um, what it is, is an opportunity to get to know individuals uh, people who you may not normally have, well, you may have relationships with them, but you normally may not day to day, and to really listen to, you know, to people and hear their stories, their experiences of who they are, and really listen and learn from them, not to judge. And I, I guess the other thing that I was thinking about was just in terms of, and we all know in terms of where we are as a society um, today, and about the divisiveness and the rhetoric, and it's gotten, it's really gotten very toxic. Mm -hmm. You know, you listen to the news and there's a, you know, something happens and then you hear about, you know, all these threats to individuals because maybe, a, you know, a, a case that was heard didn't come down the way people liked it or a situation. And, um, and even in families, too, people just don't seem to, they're kind of nervous about talking about certain issues, especially around politics. And I just thought, wow, wouldn't it be incredible to get back to actually giving people the opportunity to speak and to listen in a non-judgmental um, situation um, and to learn from that? And I just think that we really need that, and the time is right for that to happen. Mm -hmm. Right, like when we bring up a label or a, a stereotype, some generalization, people might have a, a picture in their mind of, oh, somebody who uh, is undocumented is like this, or, you know, just to give an example. Um, 
and so to challenge that and to to get to know a human being that's behind that label and and to understand more of the nuance that every life carries right we we want people to learn from that you know to listen to really hear to understand where that person is coming from, why they feel the way they do, or why they've acted the way they've done. And not to judge it, just to kind of listen, to learn from that. And maybe it might change the way you think. But also, even if um, it doesn't as much, at least you get to understand and have that relationship. And we know that um, anything that happens that's good, it's because of human relationships, people getting together and whether they agree or disagree, working together. And so I think that that we're hoping that maybe through this, a human library, that we can begin to, you know, more people can begin to experience that here in Carbondale. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alex, could you speak to the library's involvement? This seems like it's a great fit for our library district. And as events coordinator, how do you feel about bringing this of course well you know the, the the word is there right they're human books and you know where do books belong they're in a library and that's kind of the you know just kind of a shoe in for us but it's uh, more than that it's um you know the the overarching goal of our libraries here throughout the county is to bring our community together and there really isn't a better way to bring them together than to have them talk to each other. Different aspects of the community, you know, speaking to what Frank was just talking about. Um, yeah, there there is toxicity in, in conversations now. Um, and we would like to bring people together and discuss potentially controversial uh, matters and not have an argument or a fight about it. You know, just listen to each other. This is my experience. You can... You know, learn what I've been through. Uh, you can think about your own life, you know, through through your own lens compared to my life. And I, I think my own goal that I'll bring to the library is, you know, I'd, I'd like for people to be able to realize that a life circumstance isn't a political statement, you know. Um, if you are an individual um, who has, you know, transitioned genders, for example, it, it's not a political stance Exactly, it's just your life experience, um, and this is a big experiment for us. You know, the the human library is is fascinating, uh, and you know, I'm very thankful to Kafki at that time and Age Friendly now uh, for for bringing the idea to us. You know, the library does very little without community partners and community engagement. So this is, you know, just exactly what we want to do, and eventually we want to we want to bring this program to our entire community, you know, from Carbondale all the way to Parachute, uh, and maybe even partner with um, our, our regional libraries around us, like Basalt, or reach out to Mesa County, but um, kind of really start, this is an area where, where people can say different folks can talk to each other, um, and, you know, the library is, is the place to do it, I, I would say. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to elucidate our listeners there are going to be uh was it five or six topics at this six event this inaugural yeah. event yes and uh we can talk about what the topics are but we can't reveal who the book is uh, lightly we can we can say that you know we have books um running the spectrum from um you know physical disability uh gender transition um uh, folks who have dealt with addiction, incarceration, 
Um, and the, the purpose of the program is to leave the topics pretty general uh, mm-hmm. because participants or who we'll call readers uh, are not quite allowed to pre-register or pick a book before they come to the event. You know, you come to the event and then you you get to see the books we have. Um, to kind of go along with that spirit of, of talking to somebody that you won't judge. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is six topics uh, ranging from those teams. And then just the dynamics of how this will work. Uh, you have assistance from At Your Honest um, I'm looking for uh, at our honest as well as Tom Carroll coaching and uh, this is in partnership with the Aspen Institute right when people register they'll, they'll be put into groups and so there'll be a group of say five to seven individuals and then a book will be assigned to that group um, and they'll have the discussion for about a half an hour exchange of information, listening, you know, mm-hmm. learning from that. And then the books, when time's up, then the books will switch. Okay. So for each group, say they, these five to seven individuals, they'll get to hear three different groups. They'll come in and throughout the library. Um, and that's the way it'll be set up. And, and so um, in each group, there'll be... There's the book, there's the readers, the individuals who are being involved, and then there's the librarians, and it would be a person like myself, that we would kind of go and make sure things are running smoothly, mm-hmm. that we're adhering to what uh, the human library, you know, the, the way they've set up um, this to run, um, and to make sure that um, everyone is, you know, appropriate, and we're not anticipating any problems with that, but, you know, you never know, and you have to be prepared for that. And if, uh, you know, there's a situation where maybe a book might feel uncomfortable answering a question, you know, they can just say that. And I, I think the terminology they would use is, you know what, haven't quite published that chapter yet, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. But um, we're, we're just thinking that um, we just want to make sure that everyone feels really comfortable, um, that they didn't come in with an agenda, and that they're just there to listen and to learn and we, so we want to facilitate that. Yeah. To that end, we will have an agreement uh, that our participate, uh, participants will sign, you know, that uh, it will be civil discourse throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're really hoping to keep in the spirit of that during that whole uh, morning and, and day. And what do the books do to prepare for this? Well, the the human library does provide uh, full training for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're not books, so we didn't go through the the book training. But they do prepare them with, uh, I believe, it's one to three hours mm-hmm. total um, virtual training, in which they uh, capacitate the books on on how to you know deal with uncomfortable questions. Uh, I think uh, the phrase that Frank used about, you know, I haven't published that chapter yet comes directly from that training. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the human library itself, which is based in Denmark, does take care to train our books. And also, as when we selected books, um, all the individuals who we selected feel very comfortable, have, you know, spoken before, have told stories or, or whatnot. And so they're not, you know, there's not the, that uncomfortableness. And I remember one of the individuals um, who's trans, you know, and, and I spoke with her. And she said, you know what, there's no question that, that can be thrown at me that I would be surprised or feel uncomfortable dealing with. Wow. And other individuals the same way. So we want, really want to make sure that, um, you know, the individuals who are the books feel really comfortable in sharing and opening, opening up 
um, as to who they are, what they are, what they are, you know, what they're all about, um, and their experience. Okay. Um, well, for folks just joining us, uh, this is Everything Under the Sun on KDNK. I'm your host, Raleigh Burley, joined by Alex Garcia Bernal with the Library District, as well as Frank Scambati with Age Friendly Carbondale. And we're talking about the Human Library Project, which did come out of Denmark, is now in many countries. Um, I was poking around their website as I wrote this article, and it was very cool to see they have a book of the week, or maybe it was book of the month, where it's like an intimate interview there on the website. Um, but this concept that, you know, you take a, a stereotype or a label and then you allow somebody to meet an individual uh, who's obviously much more complex than maybe we had in mind. What are some of the topics for books that you two are most interested in exploring in the, on the horizon? Do you mean now or in the future? Well, so we have our topics for this week, or this right. upcoming event on January 28th. Um, but for other events, if there are going to be more, what are some of the topics you'd like to see? Well, first of all, we're open to the community. If people come up to us and say, hey, you know, I'd like to hear, you know, we're not going to close any doors here. We really want we, we really want people to tell us what they may be interested in. So we're always open to that. Um, you know, we, we really want to um, make sure that we're, you know, we're able to hit all different communities because uh, everyone has their experience their story to tell and in fact we were just talking previously about wouldn't it be cool to have someone maybe who experiences autism you know and look at that whole um but um also um many human libraries also deal with or have had books that are not controversial issues you know i think when we talked about was like beekeeping or something like that or a hobby and mm -hmm. and so um, there's that mix too. So, you know, if you, you go to an event and there's all this kind of like really intense issues that you're hearing and to hear something that's a little bit lighter or some, you know, someone's passion like that they really want to share and, you know, you could open up and might learn something that way. So, mm -hmm. you know, we're open to, I think, a, a cross section of a, a lot of different experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, correct. Uh, we want the full spectrum. Um, I think we're going to get brave as we move forward with the project and, and repeat it again and again. Um, uh, yeah, hobbyists will be great, but we're not. Well, we we hope we won't be afraid to reach people, for example, who were reformed white supremacists or anything that can be quite politically charged. I will add that on um, on our, one of our previous questions that. Uh, the the books are you know carefully and conscientiously selected. Um, they can't be individuals who are in crisis about their theme. For example, if somebody is experiencing homelessness, and that's our our book, um, that would have have to be in their in their past. Um, the book, uh, if they had a controversial political political stance, they would have been reformed, um, or if they were suffering any sort of addiction, or they can no longer be in crisis. So it's somebody who has moved past that and can now openly talk about it um, without bringing in a sense of, um, you know, 
a fear or an agenda to it. Um, so under those circumstances, we really are meaning to really spread the net kind of wide and get all sorts of unique lives and stories. I, I think, too, you kind of walk the wire. Um, if you had someone, say, for example, who was like a nationalist, a white nationalist type of individual, you'd really want to be very careful that um, that, that was an experience that that person had previously, whatever, and able to talk about, not to be there to kind of convert people. And so we, we have to be very, very careful about that. It's to learn why, why would someone feel that way? How did someone get to, you know, get to that point? What did they learn? How did they proceed? And all that kind of stuff. And to answer, to learn from it, we have to be really careful that the individual is not there to try to convince people to um, support, you know, where, where they're at it or wherever they once were at at that point. Yeah. Well, my mind jumps to this example of, like, a, a gun owner. Um, yep. It might be considered a passion like beekeeping, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it also could be a political stance. Um, so it, it does become tricky, I'm sure, to to separate politics from um, certain decisions. You know, there are those books like we were talking before we went on air of the possibility that um, a blind person might be an interesting book. Um, you know, things that happen that we didn't necessarily choose but then there are those other choices to become a beekeeper or, right. you know. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, you know, unique lives again and uh, lives that the general population has not experienced or might, you know, it might be difficult to speak to your example, a gun owner just off the street. You know, that's, there are plenty of those conversations and from what we know most of those don't end <laughs> in a very civil way so we kind of want to give it a platform so that you, you can speak to somebody who uh, you are completely different from and simply have a, a human connection right it seems like that's really where the the healing can happen here as far as the division that you mentioned frank that people could come with an open mind and hear a, a person's life story and walk away with a greater perspective on that topic. Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't think we should shy away. You know, you brought up the, you know, the, the issue of, of guns and, you know, the Second Amendment and Second Amendment rights and we get all that and stuff. But, you know, the situation is, okay, so the um, someone, you know, talks about that. But also, I guess we want to get we want to get to the point, or the point may come up in terms of. So, what do we do about this? You know, there's uh, free access to guns, and look what's happening. You know, so you know, what's the next step? How do we, you know, what does that look like? And to get that from the individual, you know, to you know, to, to really learn from that, but also maybe as a result, it may some really good ideas on how we can tackle some issues. You know, and you think about that, you formulate and say, wow, that really thought about this you call your congressperson or whatever maybe you might get something changed you know you never know i'm, I'm mm-hmm. just trying to might be sound a little optimistic but i'm just saying that at this point in time you, you never know and I, I would really like to you know be involved in that conversation i think many people would to learn from it mm-hmm. well so we have the link to register in the newspaper um it's bit.ly slash human dash library dash Carbondale. You can also find it in the Soper Sun, page 19, along with a wonderful illustration by Sophie Kosky, who came out of our youth journalism program. 
Um, how is registration going? I know there's only 30 spots. Uh, yes. So the, the purpose of keeping a limited registration is to not overwhelm our books. Uh, you know, it's about, you know, from five to six readers per book. Um, we might uh, be open to the idea of accommodating more than 30. We have a going list. It's about half full now. Okay. Um, but, you know, register. Um, we are not going to um, turn you away at the door uh, without taking your contact information to register you for the next event or even allow you to be in, you know, um, there might be a little bit of a, what would you call that, um, when a little overflow. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, just because it's dirty doesn't mean that you won't get in there. Uh, and we do plan to repeat this uh, four or five times throughout the year, maybe um, doing a, a second one here in Carbondale in the spring uh, and then moving to Glenwood Springs, Rifle, and other places in our communities. We've never done this before, so I think we're going to learn from the first <laughs> the first experience and see what we need to tweak, what we need to do better, if we can accommodate more people. Should we get more books, less books? I mean, all those questions. And uh we would really like to, really like for people to have the opportunity who wants to. We really want to make sure that everyone can be included if they can. So mm-hmm. uh, we have to figure that out. Yeah, this would be kind of the pilot program. Yes, and I think that's been the uh, the biggest kind of growing pain is how do we um, open this up to as, as many people as interested, but you know, keeping in mind that comfort level and. Um, just the utility of you know the the book can't be read by too many people at the same time or else it'll it'll diminish the quality of that conversation but we do want our community as a whole to be able to access this Uh, so we will you know this i I do anticipate that this will be a a signature project um, for the entire library district and and you'll be able to see this program from carbondale to parachute cool and hopefully a form somewhere where people can put in their suggestion for a book and yeah if they have maybe someone in mind who might be that book um well, I, I believe so yeah and mm-hmm. the the long-term kind of dream is to have a a standing catalog of books um perhaps folks that you can reserve on you know as if you were reserving a, a book on our shelf you know i'd like to check out this book um who is a blind person and uh, be able to schedule a one-on-one conversation with them, facilitated, you know, through our librarians. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not quite ready for that uh, as we are just, you know, kicking this off the ground. But that's the long-term idea is to have books who are more or less long-term or permanent books on our shelf who are, are you know, our our neighbors mm-hmm. and we'd like to we'd like to build on that and i i would just love to have uh, to be able to say you know say i have an out-of-towner guest that's coming to visit and to walk by the libraries hey this is our library and you know what in our library you don't only take books out to read but you could take people out <laughs> and mm-hmm. read them and so i would love for that you know to be able to have that capacity and whether it's be setting up with a live person or having a tape or whatever, but to have it cataloged so that the experiences are there, that people can choose from that. Mm-hmm. I think that that would be the ultimate goal. If we could do that, that would be wonderful. Well, and we'll have our start January 28th. Um, looking forward to it. 
And we are just about out of time. We have a few minutes left uh, before the Bronco Babblers come in and take over the airwaves. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts from either of you? Final thoughts is, you know, if it sounds interesting, you know, sign up. Um, registration is going quite quickly, um, and we'd love to see you there. And, um, you know, I, I think I really know. I don't think. I know it's going to be a fabulous event, and people are going to learn a lot from it. So I'm really excited about it. Thanks for helping to make it happen. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we see nothing but positive things. And uh, just in leaving, I'd like to really thank our community partners, um, H Friendly Carbondale, At Our Honest, Tom Carroll Coaching, and the Aspen Institute. They've been with us since day one in planning this, and they'll be there with us um, making sure this is a success. All right. Well, Alex, Frank, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your solstice. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I look forward to this event. More information is in the Soper Sun. And uh, stay tuned for Bronco Babble. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm.